Hey everyone, this is Chris Guillebeau. You are listening to Sadistle School. So I wanted to make this series in response to a lot of questions and comments I've been getting, uh, and also just from paying attention to how people are responding and engaging in this ever-changing environment. And what I mean by this is, you know, you got the changes and challenges of the world itself, and then you have people's reactions to those events. So this is a three-part series. Uh, last week, I kicked it off talking about some different categories of businesses and industries and ideas uh, during the age of COVID-19, uh, but could also be applied to any kind of turbulent age, because ultimately, I want to help people learn to analyze these situations uh, and make decisions for themselves. Uh, but we started by talking about different categories, businesses that are failing, businesses that are thriving, and the ones that are adapting. And uh, we also looked at some adaptation strategies. My hope is that along with the other shows that are participating in this small business pod prints, uh, which, by the way, isn't that an interesting word, pod prints? I've never heard that before. Uh, this will be helpful in making some decisions. So today, we're going to look at spotting opportunities. Now, I often talk about the power of observation, uh, how this is an extremely important skill to develop. It can help you and guide you along for years to come. Uh, no matter what you end up doing with your side hustle life, even if you put it on hold for a while, if you develop this power of observation, it will serve you well. And it just so happens that now you have a real-time chance to live it out. What can we identify during this time? Where are the opportunities? I think it begins by thinking about the obvious uh, and then goes a bit deeper. And I think the real gold, the real solutions, answers, uh, ideas, possibilities, etc., are a bit deeper. I'm sure you've heard at some point about the hierarchy of needs. Uh, our most basic and pressing needs come first, uh, which is, you know, the need for safety in this case. A lot of people are afraid. A lot of people are worried. Uh, and one of the things they're worried and afraid about is their safety, their physical safety. And, you know, we need that more than anything else. If we don't have that, we're not really ready to move beyond. Like that, that's, you know, essential. And after safety comes survival. We need to know that not only are we okay right now in this physical present moment, uh, we will also be okay at least in the near future. Most of us, including myself, are not going to be in the business of meeting basic safety and survival needs. But then once those needs are resolved, or at least once they are, they're not resolved forever, but you know, some of the immediate crisis of it is resolved, uh, and a person you know, is still feeling worried or anxious, but you know, they are physically safe, they know they are going to make it, um, other needs are still present and it may lead to better opportunities to consider. So the important question, to answer the question of what can we identify during this time, the important one is what else are people struggling with? Well, they are not just feeling unsafe, they're also feeling disconnected, frustrated, uncertain, unanchored, unmoored. What comes to mind when you think about those feelings? Uh, when you're feeling disconnected, well, of course you long to be connected, you long for community, you long for other people. You long to latch onto something that you can connect with, identify with, uh, maybe consider, you know, part of your own, at least to understand that, hey, you know, I'm not alone here, okay? I am connected to someone else who might be going through the same struggle. So to make it really practical, you could become a Zoom consultant or, you know, an online meeting consultant, let's say, if we don't want to say the specific software, but the reality is now hundreds of millions of people are using Zoom. A lot of them don't know how to use it. Um, so you could be a Zoom consultant and show them or set it up for groups uh, there, there are now virtual weddings, virtual funerals, bar mitzvahs. So someone to facilitate that, um, especially for groups and organizations, uh, that could be valuable. I also saw that there's a, a Zoom nightclub. I just read this uh, in a Bloomberg article. You know, nightclubs are popping up that you actually pay to go to, um, you know, based on who else is there and people are dressing up and, you know, all this stuff. 
So lots and lots of people are doing live streams now. I am. I'm doing YouTube every day at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, you can check my channel out at youtube.com slash Chris uh, I'm also doing some Instagram lives and, you know, so many other people are as well. Live concerts, live chats, live Q&A, etc. And I know myself from like when I was trying to learn YouTube live in the beginning, there is a bit of a learning curve. Um, it actually took me a fair amount of effort and I'm still learning at it. Um, but I, I don't know how many hours I spent trying to understand um, the different technology behind you know, how you actually do this and how to get things to work and show your slides and make sure the audio and video is, you know, at least decent, etc. So definitely a need there. Uh, what about an online dating facilitator? That's actually online, right? Here's what's interesting, you know, online dating, people have been doing it for years, you know, probably for for decades now, but you know, it's mainstream now. However, online dating specifically refers to just, you know, meeting somebody online, connecting via an app or a website, and then you actually go and meet in person. Well, what about an online dating facilitator that's actually helping people to connect online? Like your first meeting or your first date is over Zoom. People have relationship needs and the desire to connect even when they're quarantining. Uh, on that thread is also like, what about a relationship helper? And by this, I don't mean a therapist, uh, just to be clear, that's a, that's a separate thing. But lots of couples in particular are now living together and spending a lot of time together 24 hours a day, sometimes in a very tight space, uh, especially if you have like a small apartment in a city, and maybe you weren't living together before or you were living together, but you know, you didn't actually spend a ton of time together because you each had jobs that you went off to. Or maybe one person was working at home, the other one was away. Now, of course, you know, everything is kind of mashed up and people are making phone calls at the same time and upset with each other. And, you know, it's, it's like a chance to either grow together or grow apart. Anytime there is like a heightened circumstance like this, um, you know, you either come out of it and you're like ready to get married or, you know, commit the rest of your life to someone or you're ready to break up, essentially. So some kind of relationship helper or resource uh, for anybody in that situation. What about, um, let's see, what else do we have? What about a guide to virtual events? You know, every city has a what's on website or a free weekly newspaper where you can go and see like, here's all the stuff that's happening. You know, here are different concerts, here are different, you know, art gallery openings, meetups, et cetera. Why aren't there more of these for virtual events, uh, which of course aren't confined by geography? I don't think there's anybody who's like owning that space yet. Um, and I don't even know anybody who's doing it on a small level. Now, some of these ideas um, help with the sense of feeling frustrated or uncertain as well. It's not just about that first one of disconnected because they can remind people that we're all in this together. And you could also consider just some, you know, really urgent practical needs as well. Pet care during this time, uh, liquor store delivery, uh, accessible entertainment, uh, and everybody's watching lots of stuff online, but what else could there be that's different from what everybody else is doing or providing? Uh, or of course, lots of other opportunities and ideas. I'm sure you could come up with some on your own. And in fact, that's where the value is uh, because learning to spot opportunities is more valuable and helpful than just pursuing one that you hear about from me or anybody else. Um, but I just throw these ideas out because people are asking me and longtime listeners also know that I have a bias for taking action. So if you haven't started your project yet, will you use this time as motivation? Will you use it as a positive catalyst um, to get going? Uh, because now more than ever, having more than one source of income is critical. I don't need to remind you of that. Um, last week, I talked about adaptation strategies. You know, how are people uh, adapting and changing, transforming during this time? And one of those strategies is just to wait it out. You know, you could just say, oh, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, but I'm going to wait until this time passes. My suggestion or my general challenge to you is, is why do that? You know, why just wait it out? Why not use this time for good and consider what possibility you can unlock, either by adapting or by starting something entirely new? So that's my hope for you today. I look forward to sharing the final part of the series. It will come out next Wednesday. 
Until next time, my name is Chris Guillebeau. This is Side Hustle School. From the Onward Project.